Welcome to PNX Player Catch-Ups, hosted by Phoenix Media's Sam Bunn. Dane Pinot, the big man, everyone's favourite uh, NBL centre, is joining us as our next guest on the PNX Player Catch-Ups podcast. Dane, welcome to the pod. Before I formally introduce you, I just want to address what was said uh, last week uh, on last week's podcast from Cam Glidden, your new teammate. You said you were you're a pretty funny guy, but you've been a bit out of form lately. What's uh, What's going on there? Why did he say I've been out of form? That's ridiculous. I feel like I've just been in my normal form. Honestly, if anyone's been in a stink, it's been Cam lately. I can't even remember the last time he even attempted a joke. So, uh, I mean, I tell you, as a compliment, he thinks I'm a funny guy, but I'm, I'm a little bit peeved, a little bit peed off. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I basically... I'm uh, not in good form. Yeah, no, I entered this pod thinking, like, am I going to get Dane out of form, given Glizzo's just told me he's not that funny anymore. But, you know, that's... That's a bit stiff, isn't it? Well, yeah, I didn't realise that I hate Glizzo, but I guess now I do. There you go. If uh, you're listening, Cam Glidden, Dane Pinot is uh, it was officially off you. Uh, the other thing <laughs> need, to, need to clear up before moving on uh, to our more light-hearted uh, banter was I haven't addressed it with you yet, actually, but there was an incident uh, a couple months ago when when you were training, and I was just taking a couple of snaps, uh, you know, with the old the old camera. And you've missed a couple of free throws and you've just lost the plot. And you've thrown the ball about a metre next to my head on the, on the back wall. And I'm thinking, is Dane trying to kill me or is this a personal vendetta? Can you talk me through that? Yeah, it's sort of a similar thing. You looked like you were a little bit flat that day. So I just decided to wake you up a little bit. And uh, I think it worked. The, the picks after that seemed like they turned out much better. Um, so I'll pat myself on the back for that one. Uh, yeah. No, I think you probably caught me uh, when I was just a bit frustrated. It's obviously. I'm trying to change my shot form a little bit, and that can be a very frustrating process. Uh, so, unfortunately, you caught me when I was a little bit annoyed, <laughs> and I let it out on the wall. To be just for the record, I was never going to hit you. It was not that. It was not that close, and I have enough control over a ball where I know where it's going to go. But I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have got so annoyed, but I did, and uh, luckily, no one was harmed out of it, and you were all right <laughs> after a few few seconds of getting your breath again, I suppose. I might, I might be a nerd compared to you, Jocks, but I reckon I might be able to take a ball to the head. Not, uh, not too much going in my head anyway. Uh, would you say you're the most easy player to, uh, to piss off at training? No, uh, I would not say that. Um, there's definitely other people that are training you so you can get out of their skin a bit easier. Uh, mostly I get annoyed at myself that's the thing is that I, I don't ever get annoyed at someone else like if someone else is like talking or anything like that it doesn't bother me I just get annoyed at myself which is not I know that I shouldn't be doing that but that's really that's really good I just get um, upset when I do the wrong thing or when I'm making mistakes but I don't really get bothered too much by other people own, own harshest critic that's alright the other thing we need to get out of the way obviously a lot of people uh, were asking questions so I just collided into into one big uh, one, one big one the Tiger King phase, how it start? Is, is it coming back? Did you think it was a good look? Uh, yeah, I mean, that was fun. I really loved that um, when, I, when, when I went blonde. It was just, I mean, it started because my sister and I, we were in quarantine. Like I, was, I went away to Europe and she was in America for um, basketball. She was playing at Boston College. And when the pandemic happened, uh, I had to come back from Europe a little bit early and she had to come back from America. So we came back and um, very lucky we have a family beach house. So we went, we came back together the exact same day when quarantined down the beach house for 14 days together. And um, 
I actually already had the blonde hair. When I was in Europe, I thought it'd be really funny to come back and surprise mum. Uh, so we were back there and I had my blonde hair and I was loving it. And then we were like, oh, it's, we were just sitting around, we had nothing to do. And she, we had these clippers, so she shaved it into a, into a mohawk. And uh, it happened to be the same time that Tiger King was on. I wasn't really modeling after the Tiger King. I did do, I did dye my hair blonde before that came out. And then the mohawk just kind of happened because we were just kind of bored. Um, but it was great. I loved it. I mean, I didn't think it looked that bad. I got a lot of uh, negative comments about it, but I thought it was, I thought it was a pretty fun look. I don't know if it would come back anytime soon, but I do like in the off season to just mix it up a little bit. And uh, so I was, I'll come up with a different hairstyle next year, probably, but we'll see what it is. It might be the same sort of similar theme, but we'll see how I go. I've, I've never seen the NBL community so divided on a topic, especially in the middle of an off season with a guy's haircut. That is it was it was news day. It was it was it was is it only there was not a lot of news at the time, so that also helped. That's there's nothing to talk about. Right. And so there was there was new my new hair. It was like, oh, everyone's coming. Oh, that's a bit interesting. Yeah. But anyway. news period. But uh, is it is it officially as you said you like changing it up? Is it just an off season thing? Is it purely business in season? Yeah, I don't know what it is. I did. I started doing it at St Mary's when I was in college. We just after the season was over, we'd be like. We don't know. We just we just kind of do different funny haircuts, and um, and then I don't know. I guess that uh, I started doing it a little bit here too. I mean, I've done it in season before. I did the I did I did do a similar sort of mohawk. I feel it was a pretty filthy mohawk when I was at the Kings. Um, I just wasn't really playing so much. Really nice. It might as well have been off season for me because I was playing so few minutes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I mean, I don't get tattoos or anything. I just mess with my hair sometimes. If you were to rock up to a, an actual NBL game looking like that? Do you think uh, some players be talking some trash or what would the reception be? I think it'd be important to be a very good player that day if I had a haircut like that. I don't think you can rock the blonde mohawk and not be really, really good. Uh, I think Mitch could pull it off or something like that, but I think that I'm not quite a good enough player to be coming with such a flashy haircut. Uh, maybe one day when I'm a little bit better, I could, I could rock something that's kind of so out there. That's your motivation. Get good enough to be able to rock up a rock a haircut like that. I don't mind that. Yeah, exactly. Like oh, Acker. Like Acker could rock the blonde hair and the, the goatee because he won yeah. a brown light. So, Instant. I mean, you can do that when you're really good. <laughs> you're dead right. That's the aim one day. I like to see it. Uh, I've been told that from one of your teammates, so you were actually born with a big heart. So people that say, Dane, you know, the guy, he's got, he plays with all heart. You literally have a big heart. That was Carl who told you that, wasn't it? Uh, never reveal my sources. It was Carl. I mean, no, it was Carl. Yeah, I did. I mean, it's slightly. It's, 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 I found out the AS. It's, it's slightly bigger than normal, um, which Carl thinks gives me an unfair advantage in, like, conditioning drills. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's really all there is to it. Just slightly bigger than normal. Yeah, well, you're the man with the big heart. I might call you father. Um, <laughs> the other... Uh, noticeable thing that uh, the Phoenix social media accounts have shown from yourself in the offseason is that the man who's traditionally not uh, a big offensive threat from the perimeter has suddenly started fine-tuning that shot and you're splashing threes, uh, I've been told. Is that, uh, is that something you're bringing into the actual season? Uh, I'm trying. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely working on it. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that, like, people who follow basketball would see... Almost every year, there's big guys in the NBA, so they post videos themselves making threes. And they're like, oh, here we go, you start shooting them. It just takes a little bit longer than that. 
to get it actually going, especially for me, because I'm trying to change. I'm trying to change my form. My form was obviously very ugly. It still is a little bit. I'm working on it. Um, and I really do want to have that as part of my game um, in the future. It's going to take a long time because firstly, I have to get, I have to get good at shooting. That's the first thing. And then once I start doing that in drills, then I have to start being able to work it into games. And play, shooting in, in games is very different to shooting in drills because obviously it's, people around this defense and you kind of everything happens a lot quicker um and you've also got to be thinking about it yeah i can't I, a lot of the times when we're playing now we're still we're playing i i, I don't even shoot one just because i'm not thinking about trying to find a three-pointer like i have been playing for so long inside the three-point line i just have to now start, start thinking oh here there might be a spot where i could shoot it um and, I, and so it's, it's a big adjustment but i am i am really trying to get there and i'm hoping that uh Someday down the line, I'll be one of those guys who you have to respect out of the three-point line. And I know it's going to take a long time, but um, I've started making the steps towards it. And, and hopefully this season, I can get a couple up and sort of get the ball rolling there. I'll, I'll paint you a situation. I'll paint you a picture. So throw down, first throw down of NBL 21. You're given the ball. You're free. You're open for a three-point line. The crowd obviously rises up because they're thinking, like, is Dane, is Dane shooting the three? Is, is, is Dane shooting the three? Yes. It depends on the situation. I mean, if it's like, for me to start with, it's going to be more, it's still going to be more if it's like lower shot clock, you know, type deal. Because I'm just catching it first pass of the offense. I'm probably not going to pull it. Um, it's got to be, I, I still feel like we could probably get a better look at that. Um, but if it's under the, if it's low on the shot clock and I'm out there, in the game, maybe if it's early in the shot clock, then I'll get a couple up. It's more going to be, Slow steps for me. It's not going to be like I'm going to come out blazing and we should a couple or three or four a game, whatever. It might be one or two a game, maybe. Uh, we look we look forward to the first one. I think that'll be a iconic uh, moment on the the online world that you're uh, that you're a part of, which we'll touch on later because you're on part you're a part of a different one on online world as well. Um, mumbling my words out here, but just touching on the uh, on the Phoenix boys. Obviously, you're a inaugural player and you're heading into the second year. Just take us into the into the locker room, whether it be a training or a or a game day. Who's the who's the guy that has the orcs cord, puts on the music, gets the boys up? Who's the fun uh, officer, if you will? Uh, well, Gibbo does the orcs. He's he's been he's been doing that for a long time, um, which I'm very grateful for because DJ DJ can be sometimes a, a job, but it's not very. It's a bit of a thankless job because you you do you put on a good music, everyone just kind of sits along and enjoys it, and then as soon as you put on a couple of bad songs. That everyone just gets on you, so you don't really get the praise. But it is a it is an important job that he does very well. Um, it was fun. the other day actually, um, The Rock released a workout playlist, and I thought, oh, it's The Rock. It's gonna be it's gonna be sick because The Rock's the man. Everybody knows that, and uh, he put it on Spotify. So I told Gibbo to put it on, and it's it's a bit of a strange mix where it's like they, they don't really mesh together at all the songs. It's almost like he's just picked up like 30 of the most popular songs chosen by his fans or whatever, but they don't, there's no flow to it at all. And you'd be listening to a pop song and then a rap song and then like a rock and roll song. It just, it just was all, it was all over the place. And so that was my only like little dalliance into the aux chord and I got heavily criticized for it. So I'm very happy that Gibbo does the work that he does so I can avoid that criticism on a day-to-day basis. Has uh, Gibbo ever copped that criticism from any of the boys? No, no, he plays good stuff. I like Gibbo's music. He does mix it up from time to time, which I like. It's not always the same thing. He does have a few favourite songs. There was this one song, um, 
it's like some it was, it was a rap song but it had the macarena in it somehow and he had that he played that almost every day for a month but it was a good song so we all enjoyed it does he play it like on a game day in the locker room or is it more of a training thing in the locker room he does on game days he plays music but a lot of guys have headphones in um i don't have headphones in when i go and listen to listen to gibbo's stuff um but he does he, he gets the job done he brings a little boy speaker with him around everywhere and obviously gibbo being a being a veteran uh, in the York squad department has the power. Who do you think's the the rising star of the? You know, who's who's ready to take the mantle in the next couple of years? The York squad. Kyle Kyle actually has good music because we're roommates, so I know that he he does have good music. So I reckon if there's anyone to take it after him, it'd be Kyle. Okay, what kind of stuff would he play? Not, not creaky. That's the only important thing is it's not creaky. Because creaky plays his metal rock music. <laughs> and he sometimes does play it when he's shooting around. It's like, it just makes, it just, it's just like the angriest music ever. I don't know why you, you'd want to put yourself in a bad mood like that. Um, <laughs> Simon Mitchell actually really likes that music as well. But it's, it's not good for, for a team environment. I think it's better to have good music playing. And so I reckon I'm going to lean towards Kyle. Okay. Yeah, Simon likes his uh, heavier stuff, which is, you know, yeah, not everyone's covered tea, but that's all right. Uh, <laughs> now, a famous member of, uh, well, famous for some, but a bit of an iconic member in the trivias we've been running recently is none other than, than your old man, Brad, Brad Pinot, who you actually yeah. uh, broke a record with him as, was it father-son both getting 20 rebounds in a game earlier this year? Is that correct? Yeah, I think we're the only. I think we're the only father-son duo to have twenty rebounds in a game. I mean, that would make sense. I don't know who else would have done it. It might be, but anyway, I think that I think that we are the only. So he actually has more than twenty rebounds in a game. I believe oh. he had. A, I think he might have had like a twenty-four or twenty-five rebound game. So there's a new goal for me. I think. Um, yeah, right. Dad was a great rebounder back in the day. I think Simon said that he led the league in rebounds in like nineteen eighty-three or something like that. So. Um, I got a bit of work to do there. But it's pretty cool to have some um to have us both sort of talk about like that. It's a good uh yeah, it's a good good record, but you've uh discussed it with him a few times, obviously. Have we decided which game was better? Oh mine. It's not really close because he was playing against like plumbers and uh accountants and stuff like that. So part time athletes. Uh it's really hard. and they're also there were there was they weren't as good. They were missing way more shots. So it's, there's more rebounding opportunities. Um, <laughs> no, I think probably they're all impressed with their own right. I think the annoying thing is it would have been nice if we'd won the game because then they could really hold it over him. I think the year that he did it, they won like three or four games that year. So it's likely that they lost. Um, I don't haven't looked it up to see if they did or didn't. Uh, but unfortunately, yeah, breakers played very well. Like Dave Finn Delaney hit a really big three and... We couldn't get a win, so don't get those that bragging rights over him. I wasn't going to bring up the fact that uh, we didn't win the game, but you know it's all about breaking records anyway, so that's all right. What they say. <laughs> uh, your sisters play as well, uh, or at least one of your sisters does, I believe. What's the backyard battles like growing up with, uh, obviously, your dad, yourself, and your sisters all being uh, pretty into into basketball? Um. Yeah, my little sister plays, uh, she's actually playing for the Bendigo Braves uh, this year in the WNBL. Um, and uh, it is Bendigo Braves, isn't it? <laughs> I don't think, I'm, I think, anyway, she's playing for Bendigo in the WNBL and she's very, 
she's very good. She had a really, really successful college career. She scored more points than I did. She, I think she had a thousand points in college, which is a pretty cool thing to do. Um, and so we were always kind of competitive. We didn't play against each other. I didn't play one-on-one. I played one-on-one against my dad a little bit when I was younger, but then unfortunately his knees failed him before uh, it became an even match for us. Um, but yeah, it was, it was my older sister played, but she was unfortunately quite injury prone. So there was not a lot of crossover between us. Um, but as, as we have like a whiteboard in the backyard with, uh, we used to have like old like free throw shooting numbers and stuff like that. And um, just we had little competitions on there. Uh, but yeah, it was just mostly a lot of it was just like us. Like we just supporting each other and uh, not much, not really a bunch of competitions. Maybe if I had brothers, we'd be doing more competing against each other. But you're a nice brother, sounds like. That's, uh, we're kind of working together there. Yeah, you're just a nice guy, really. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> exactly. A part of your growing up as well, I haven't had this uh, confirmed, but I believe Andrew Gaze, obviously you played under him at Sydney, but was he yeah. a part of your, your childhood with your dad? Yeah, he was very much so. Um, Drewy uh, and Dad played together for a little bit. Uh, but he's always kind of been around. Um, he, he, I, I think I was running around at Tigers practices, but I was like, he tells a story when I was like two or three that Dad brought me on to practice and um, I was running the baseline and someone shot a half court shot and just took me out. So I was running on the baseline. And he said that was one of his funnier memories of me. So he's, I, I've known Drew my whole life, really. Uh, but then when I was under uh, 16s, under 18s, he was my basketball, he was my coach. Uh, and my dad was my assistant in under 16s as well. So he was always with me. And then in under 18s is where Drew was kind of my coach without dad there too. So yeah, he's a big part of uh, me growing up in basketball. Um, just always helping me with stuff like that. He also helped me through my, my college choices and everything. And um, I talked to Drew. Like I want to know about basketball, but also more like uh, life as well. Like I talked to him about my contract and everything like that. He's been really helpful to me. If I ever if I ever needed to talk to someone, I know that I could I could call them. So he's been he's been great. Good man having your corner. Uh, and after that upbringing, obviously with uh, some great role models in your youth, you went to college at St Mary's uh, for four years, I think. Would you rate your career better than Paddy Mills? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I'm so lucky. Like I always think about that when I was at St Mary's that uh, the Australians that came before me, they just did such an amazing job that they gave all these other Aussies an opportunity to go, an opportunity to go as well. And that's like something you think about me there is you want to do a good job as well so that more Aussies get this chance. Because I was afforded that chance because guys like like Daniel Kickett, Paddy, Delhi, I mean, there's so many guys I don't want to start listing myself to get somebody. But all those guys went in and they worked hard and they played so well. They gave. Um, people who are there now an opportunity to go over because they wanted to keep pretty Aussies. Um, so that- obviously, Paddy was incredible. He's there for only two years, but he had like 37 points as a freshman against the top 10 side. And he was, he was an absolute superstar. So he was amazing. Is that the reason why so many Aussies go there? It's just because they've had good experiences in the past with Australian players? I mean, there's a lot of reasons to go there. It's a really good school. Like, we're always good. Um, they, uh, the coaching's really good. They teach you a lot of good uh, habits for basketball and for life. Uh, I think a lot of Aussies might also like it just because it's uh, it's kind of like 
in California, it's more of an Australian feel. The weather's nice. There's other Aussies there which can help you out. Sometimes, like, if you're in college and you just feel like you're by yourself, it can be a little bit almost daunting. Um, and I know there's people who've done it, but it's definitely easier to have some friends around or people that you're similar to to help you through it all. And, uh, yeah, it's a nice feel at the school too. It's, just, it's not too big sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you go there, it's like there's only got that. 3,000 students at some areas. There's some big schools like 50,000 and stuff like that. It's, um, it can be a bit much, but you, you feel more at home, I feel like, at some areas. Just two more before we uh, jump into some fan questions from our uh, Instagram story. You are, we have discussed this on the, on the trivias during the school holiday program, but you are a Reddit man. You are, you are known now as the man who loves Reddit which for those people that don't know is like an online forum for chatting and news and whatever. Uh, just, we, we all like to know, what is, what is Dame Pinot on Reddit? I mean, I just, I, it really got blown out of proportion by dad. <laughs> but I just like started going on Reddit because it was easy to find NBA highlights. You just go to the page and they have all the best highlights right there. So I was like, this, this is great. I actually... The comment section in Reddit is ridiculous. Those people are like the most reactionary people ever. Um, but it is good. It is a lot of stuff that goes on there. But I like to see. I basically, I follow, I, I'm on Reddit for basically the NBA highlights. I, I follow baseball through Reddit as well. I do love baseball, but um, you don't get that much info about it anywhere else really unless you follow a baseball, the baseball subreddit. So I follow baseball through that and then sometimes I use it as well for fantasy football um, it's mostly just for me as a sport website I don't really get that much else out of it I use I, I get um, yeah that's really about it do you, do you contribute are you a troller behind closed, closed no room? I never contribute I just I just I just in there just scrolling around I'm a worker as they say <laughs> and just on working before we jump into the questions you are uh, despite being an NBL player, you're still doing a little bit of uh, work on the side just to, you know, see what else uh, life has to give. Can you tell us about your, your job? Yeah, I'm very lucky. I've got um, afforded an opportunity to do some work at Westpac and it's been great. I'm, it's actually about to finish, unfortunately, because we're about to go uh, full-time and um, it's obviously Phoenix is my priority and I need to commit to that. Uh, but it's been great. It's been, I was, I've been so lucky because... Um, the people that um, sort of working for have been looking after me so much and there's no way they'd listen to this otherwise I'd shout them out but uh, they're great it's, it's good to have like an environment just that's totally outside of basketball um, that uh, you can kind of like just switch off and not think about it um, if I didn't like say I didn't shoot well that day I threw the ball against the wall when you were there to come back and I work and just kind of forget about it because just not thinking about it at all it's definitely challenging because uh, of COVID, I come to the office and see people. I've got to, I have to pester people a lot to find out how to do stuff. I feel like I've been a, a bit of a nuisance at times. Um, but it's been great. I've been really lucky to do that. And uh, I'm, I'm obviously, I'm not, I'm bummed that it's ending, but I've, I've had a good time. It'd be nice to focus on basketball again, too. So it's been great. So is finance the area that you want to work in after your basketball career? Yeah. Uh, Doing this is like sort of um, helped me think about what I want to do after basketball. It's not exactly this job that I'm doing now, and I hope 
to, I want to work to be out a bit higher up. I know you have to start at the bottom. Um, yeah, I can see areas in this job, areas in this sort of work that I would like to go into when I'm older. Um, yeah, definitely want to um, uh, go a bit above where I'm working now so I can do some more of the cool stuff rather than just sort of the assistant work. Um, but it has been great. We all start somewhere. Just like your NBL career, exactly. will uh, rise through the ranks pretty swiftly. Uh, now, fan, fan questions. We've got Tom. Tom asked the same thing to Glizzo, but we'll uh, give it to you as well. He judges a person on these things. So your favourite movie, song and spirit animal? Uh, well, I've said for a long time that my favourite movie is 12 Angry Men, just because I was so amazed when I watched it. Uh, just... He was just gripping, you know, like you watch this thing, it's, it's just one scene really, but it just, I know you just, you can't, I couldn't stop watching it. I thought it was just amazing. Um, so I really, I really like that movie. Uh, a few others, obviously, that's my favorite. A few other personal that I really like, I really do like, it's very high up there for me, Shawshank. I, I like that movie. I like that movie a lot too. And A Few Good Men. I was just watching, the other, I was actually just watching that a couple of nights ago with my mom, so that's kind of a bit of a recency bias, but just love that speech. Um, and in the core, I mean, he's giving you the, the big, uh, you can't handle the truth. I thought, <laughs> that one, that's great. This, that scene in itself is just amazing. Um, and then what was the next one? My favourite song. Uh, that changes all the time. I don't think you can have a, just an all-time favourite song. What's one? I, at the minute, my favourite song is Rubble to Rubble by Will Dorado. Okay. Um, it's a band that my friend Emmett Nash showed me, and I, I've been playing it a lot lately. Uh, my spirit animal, I don't know. This question gets asked actually every now and then. I, I never know the answer to this one. Um, uh, I mean, I just assume, I mean, nickname's Pup, so just, uh, my spirit animal's a dog, I suppose. Golden Retriever. Yep, I like it. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, Angus wants to know if all the Phoenix players played a 1v1 tournament, who would win? It's a good question. Just depends on the rules. I mean, where are we playing from? Are we playing from the top of the key? Is there a free dribble limit? Um, no blood, no foul, I think Angus wants to, wants to know. <laughs> yeah, obviously we'd be calling out no fouls, but otherwise they'd never get called. Um, probably Creaky. <laughs> not going to lie, he'd probably be Creaky. He's very big and strong. He's a great defender. It's hard to stop in one-on-one situation. Yeah, he'd be an issue. Sharon wants to know what is happening with your modelling career? Oh, it's on pause for now, hiatus. Um, it's one of those things, you know, you can just go back to any time. So when well, you've got the looks, right. it doesn't, you can take a break. I'm focusing on basketball for now because I can do modelling when I'm 30 or 40. It's, uh, it's not something to rush into. Yeah, looks, looks don't leave you, that's all right. Uh, Stella says, what is your favourite WNBL team? I'm hoping there's a specific answer here. Yeah, of course. There's, a, there's an easy answer. Um, we share our facilities with them. So our sister team, the Melbourne Boomers, uh, they're, just, they're great, a great team. They're a winning team. And obviously I have a soft spot for Bendigo because my sister, but I'm going to stick with my real team, which is the Boomers. And I hope that Georgia plays amazingly well. But if they do come up against each other, I'm going to have to be tuned for the Boomers. Yeah, I thought you were going to go Bendigo, but it's nice to see you standing by the fellow Heartland uh, custodians. That's, that's good from you. Exactly. Uh, Mitch Cullen exactly. wants to know your favourite basketball player from the suburb Manly. Well, you know, there's 
there's an incredible pool of talent in the Manly basketball team. It's hard to pick um, from the pantheon of players that are there. Uh, I suppose probably my Mount Rushmore of uh, Manly <laughs> basketball players would be Mitch Cullen, Jake Reddy. Um, I'll take Abe. I've actually forgotten Abe's last name right now, which is a bit <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> uh, it starts with a B, I'm pretty sure. And then I'll take Kev White. How do you know the Manly, Manly basketball player, boys? Just a big fan of the Waratah League, obviously. I just get, can't get enough of it. <laughs> Fair enough. We, can't, we all can't. Helen wants to know, I assume she's a family member of yours. She wants to know the favourite meal that your mum cooks. You said correctly, Sam. It's, it's probably Helen Rickard, my, my wonderful aunt. Um, my favourite meal that my mum makes, it's hard to pick because mum is such an excellent chef. And there's so many meals that she does well. Uh, probably, I'm going to have to go with her lamb roast. It's, uh, it's particularly good on a Sunday. Uh, so we had that recently. That's probably why I'm picking that. But she's, she's just great at everything. Uh, I'm trying to think of her of her next best dish, but she's good at desserts as well. That's another specialty of hers. She's good at, uh, at buying them especially. Oh, got that. Good all-rounder. That's all right. Last one, Ted wants to know, do you play NBA 2K? I don't. I actually don't own a single console. Um, I never have. I just didn't grow up with it. Uh, the most I've ever played was Mario Kart at college and obviously a little bit of Wii bowling because we, we had a Wii. Uh, but I'm just I'm terrible at all video games. Uh, I just never really played them. And Mario Kart and bowling, I, I wouldn't even say I'm good at them, but I, I'm, I can play. I can compete with an average player. Uh, they're more fun anyway. Okay, that is all the uh, fan questions we've got. So thanks, everyone, for sending them in. Dane Pinot, you've been a, a fantastic guest, uh, probably in the top four out of the, out of the four so far, um, right up there. So, <laughs> so well done. Thanks. And best of luck with the uh, getting back into form. Hopefully, Glizzo gets off your back. And good luck for a big uh, NBL 21. Thanks for joining the pod. Appreciate it. It's good to be here. If you want exclusive access to more content like this, then join our Phoenix Fit Club on Strava and listen while you run.